0: Ladies and gentlemen, from All Seasons Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, conclusion of Your Answer to Cancer by Dr. Barbara O'Neill. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is The Undiluted Truth. .podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we all need to start following this for good behavior.
1: Absolutely, and cancer is over, Grover.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben. Let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing today?
1: Very well. Very well. It could not be any better, I swear, if the deck was stacked. Ooh. Ooh. All right. My goodness. All right. It's getting better all the time. I like that tune, by the way. Yeah. That's a good
0: day, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Getting better all the time. Yeah.
0: yeah or it could it's get good. better. Yeah, yeah you know, it's That's good. a good
1: day. It's good. It's an excellent yeah. day. Yeah, all right. Uh, Excited about getting back into Miss Barbara O'Neill, world-renowned, I would say. I mean, now that she's out on uh, YouTube, she she mentioned it earlier, and I heard a little bit of her testimony, her story about they were just advised by a friend, you should put some of this stuff out on YouTube, and they had no idea what it was. Her and her husband, and before you knew it, it was going everywhere. Yeah, And uh, I've talked to, you know, a handful of people, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, I should say, about Barbara O'Neill, but there's a handful, a small handful. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I think that's pretty cool, you know, how uh, technology has, you know, is being used for the good and not just for ugliness and, and, and things that we shouldn't be into, but... The conclusion of this, I love it because the, the you know it, the conclusion is the end, and you can sort of say this is the end of cancer when you incorporate these. And we we do know uh, some folks that have overcome by some of these, uh, I, I guess, dietary and uh, health changes in, in their life, and uh, right from prostate cancer to pancreatic cancer, um, breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, it works, and welcome to another episode of The Undiluted Truth, and we are here to inject you with just that and more information coming from Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, and it's uh, an honor to be here, and we are glad that you are joining us once again so I guess, are we ready over there, Ben?
0: Uh, absolutely.
1: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we go with uh, finishing up. We got into, and I, I just wanted to mention this because she had made the statement is there's three main causes of cancer, and she's going to go through the steps, and then she got into four in yeah, the last, yeah. and I'm like, oh, wow, she, she sort of threw me a curveball. Right, uh, yeah. So <laughs> the, number four <laughs> was the, the, the balance, and she got right. into the probiotic, Uh, side of it. So that sort of, uh, you know, maybe she didn't know that she was going to throw that in. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, that's sort of where we were. And there's one thing that I love about her is when she talks about things are taking place within the body. We should, one of the first things we should do is ask, why? Why is it, why is this happening? Not, why do I have cancer? Yeah, that, but, Right. When the doctor tells you, "Well, this is affecting this part of your body," you should go why? Yeah. And that's yeah. why, you know, that's why yes. that's why I like her approach is because she doesn't just say, "Do this, do that because it's good for you."
0: Yeah. She, exactly. She
1: gets in and is educating you from the actual, you know, the Biological makeup of the body, and I love it. You well, know, it and, just makes sense. And
0: she's going to essentially what what we'd call the root cause. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's what you mm-hmm. like, kind of what you're saying. That's what you don't hear from a lot of doctors. They're not getting to the root cause. You know, we're we're going to treat your symptom. You know, and but we're treating a symptom. We're yes. not treating the root cause. Yeah. So, in order to get rid of something totally, you got to take it out by the root, so right. to speak. Right. right. And Otherwise, it's going to grow back. I mean, if you keep chopping a tree off, you know, you don't yeah. pull it. I mean, you can it's, keep chopping it, it off. It's going coming. to keep
1: growing. Good analogy. I like that. I mean,
0: get it out by the root. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and that just makes perfect sense. So, all right. Here we go.
2: And we looked at this when we looked at depression. And I want to show you, especially for those who weren't here, and for those who were here, to recap. Here is the nerve cell and the nerve cell has receiving stations and these receiving stations receive the chemical messages from the next nerve cell and they take the messages down, down the arm and then it's released out into the little boutons to the receiving stations Of the next nerve cells dr. Carolyn Leaf a Christian psychoanalyst she explains it very well she said when we are tempted with negativity tempted to hold on to the resentment Mm -hmm. and in the little book Ministry of Healing in the chapter mind cure she says grief anxiety discontent remorse guilt distrust all tend to break down the life forces and invite decay and death in the body. Now she said that in the early 1800s. And now Dr. Carolyn Leaf, in the book, Who Switched Off My Brain, she shows the science behind it. When we entertain or cherish negativity, that negative thought is like a breeze that comes through the branches. And at that point, we can let it go, or we can hold on to it. When we hold on to it, that's when we cherish it and Mm. thorns grow between the dendrites. Physical thorns are growing between the dendrites. Here they are, physical thorns. And that is how grief, anxiety, discontent, remorse, guilt, distrust can invite decay and death, and I'd like to add another word, even cancer
1: into the body. Well, Ben. I think your question has been answered. Uh, uh, Somewhat, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's one that she mentioned there that we didn't talk about. She mentioned distrust, like paranoia. Mm. I think, you know, if if you're, I I don't trust, I don't trust, you know. And now we've got a healthy, I would think, just based on research, a healthy distrust for media, our federal government some right. of these alphabet agencies and what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think people live daily sometimes with a, a, I don't trust anything and there's a paranoia there, you know, something right. or somebody's out to get me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so that was uh, pretty much right on the money. I, I I wanted to mention that, that right there. And the other was... um if you know anything about uh, Bill Wilson, who was the originator of Alcoholics Anonymous back in the 30s okay. is when that came about. And in his, right. in his book and in, in that teaching of how you know, there's millions of people that have overcome alcohol with no drugs, no anything. Right. But one of the things that he has stated in that book was that resentment is the number one killer.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And right. I, when she said that, I, I thought, uh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. You know. Now, uh, quick,
0: quickly, what were you saying? That's the answer to my question. Was that a question I had on air, or was that the off air question? Off air. Okay. So I should yeah. state what my you question was. should state okay. what your question. Was. I was yeah, going to yeah. ask you that. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, my question off air that popped in my head was, and I didn't know if she was going to cover anything about this. I was wondering if there was any study that had been done. That would um, say if you had your body within an alkaline state, like she's saying, if that had an effect on your stress level, your mentality, uh, just as an overall in general, and how you relate to different stresses, you know, environmentally. Or that you have mentally and th- that sort of thing. So that was my question off air. And because stress can cause a lot of different things, like she's saying. So, um, but yes, yeah, so yes, somewhat of an answer to that. I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm and, curious and to hear more. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, it, and it does sound like that that can cause,
0: right, you right. know,
1: or, or sort of prep you or condition you for the, you know, f- for an illness to, to, right, to happen, exactly. it doesn't have to to happen. Illness causes stress, and stress combines. But the actual stress and resentment can actually affect right. the yes. cells in such a way that they can cause you to go a certain way. That's absolutely powerful. Right? Yeah. Well, let's uh, well, let's continue on here. Here we go.
2: But let me tell you something wonderful when we go to bed at night let's say today we each forgive anyone who has ever hurt us in our life misunderstood us abused us whether it be sexually whether it be physically whether it be emotionally whether it be verbally we forgive and I've got some good news you don't have to feel like it how could you just do it because it's a law of the mind when you make that decision Your emotions and your feelings will actually suit. Might take a couple of days, might take a week before you feel great about it.
3: But just do it.
2: It's a not negotiable, you must do it. Mm. Let's say we do it today and tonight when we go to sleep and ideally by 9pm, at a stretch 10pm, because of our choice to forgive, a cleaning system is stimulated. It's called the glymphatic system. And in the book, Why We Sleep, Dr. Matthew Walker, a British neurologist, he also explains it. Mm. The glymphatic system, oops, there should be an M in there. The glymphatic system is made up of glial cells. And there are more glial cells in the brain than nerve cells, and we have one trillion nerve cells. So we make, we make the decision to forgive and then when we go to sleep tonight, the glymphatic system will come along and it will vacuum clean up all the thorns. No wonder Jesus stressed the importance of forgiveness so much. Mm. So let me tell you about Doug. Doug's 40. He came to us with uh, prostate cancer. Now with every type of cancer, there might be little tiny things that you'll do on the side for that type. This is the foundation, what I took you through. But for uh, prostate cancer, he also had zinc. Also a herb called saw pimento. Saw pimento mm-hmm. can reduce the inflammation of the prostate gland. And because it's in the hormonal system, also the Anna's wild yam cream, which we talked about hormones earlier in the week. So there are a few little things that we add for that specific cancer. I said to Doug, did you have a happy, healthy childhood? He said, no, my father yelled at me all my life. And he started to get quite upset. Mm. So we moved on. Later in the week, he heard my lecture on forgiveness. Mm. The power of forgiveness, to cut the chains that bind you to painful past, to give you wings, to give you freedom, even to mop up your thorns. After the lecture I said, Doug, have you forgiven your father? He said, You don't understand. He yelled at me all my life. I said, I can appreciate that. Must have been terrible. But Doug, you gotta. Your healing's dependent on it. You. you don't understand. So I stopped. Mm-hmm. Two minutes later he said, I've done it! <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, I've done it.
2: In the lecture, I showed, it's just a decision. You just make it. Mm-hmm. Your feelings will try and hold you back. Just do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: These are your reins. What do the reins do to the wild horse? Ooh, bring it in. That's your feelings and your thoughts and your emotions. They go up and down like the wind. God gave us that free prefrontal cortex to keep that where it should be. Just Mm. do it. I said, congratulations, Doug. (laughs) Do you know, as the hours and the days went by, Doug began to smile. Hmm. The first week of the program, he was telling people about how his father yelled at him all his life. And you know what Doug was actually doing? This pathway of his father yelling at him was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. their physical pathways because Hmm. he kept relating it.
1: He's feeding the beast.
2: In fact, people were starting to see him coming and wanting to get away from him. (laughs) He was angry. The second week, we saw a different man. It was incredible. Mm. It took about 24 hours and we saw him start to soften. It's a law of the mind that your words affect your feelings. That's why be careful on your words. Doug didn't realize he was just compounding the whole problem by relating the story again and again and again. His father was dead. Mm. But he was still in chains. Oh, me to what happened in his childhood and when he forgave he acknowledged there is a judge far greater than me that's going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. My role is to walk away. How do we walk away? Through forgiveness. Forgiveness cuts those chains that bind you to that painful past. Just do it. It's a prefrontal cortex decision. Just do it. Your feelings will come into line. By the third day, Doug began to smile. We hadn't seen him smile before. In fact, that second week, he didn't relate the story at all. And as I saw that, I thought, ha! His glymphatic system has done it! (laughs) The glymphatic system has mopped up the thorns, and this pathway, this pathway that's been hurting him, he stopped going down. And look what happened to the pathway. It got less and less and less. And the pathway of forgiveness got more and more. 21 days, the research shows, to form a new pathway. 60 days before it's in cement. One of the things I love to do is memorize and I find that that's exactly right. (laughs) I have to get it in cement before I can relate it. It's the same process. Mm-hmm. The research is now showing that our, our brain can be rewired right up until the day we die. Isn't that good news?
3: That's awesome.
2: It's called neuroplasticity, soft wire. They used to think our brain was hardwired. But in the last 15 years, they say, ah, we're wrong. I wonder how many things in the next few years that they say are right now are going to be wrong then. <laughs> That's why I love the Bible and that little book Ministry of Healing there's our guidelines that shows us very very clearly the way to go we cannot go wrong because the creator himself wrote that book it's the best medical book we have it's the best psychology book we have it's the best psychiatry book we have it's the best biochemical book we have you can't can't improve on it Elizabeth Cott Went back to the doctor, three months later. Remember, she implemented everything. She was diligent. The doctor looked at her blood tests, looked at her and he said, just keep what you're doing and come back in six months.
3: <laughs>
2: what did he say on the first visit? You've got to do chemo immediately, this is serious. Mm. She said, okay. After one year, she had another scan, tumour was totally gone.
3: Mm. Amen.
2: After six weeks, Elizabeth Cott started to implement a little bit of fruit, a little bit more carbohydrate.
3: Mm-hmm. There you go.
2: She was very diligent. She would ring me, Barbara, am I right? Well, I do it this way? <laughs> I said, well done, Elizabeth. I think it took about another ten, 10 months, the other tumour had gone. She's lost weight, she's off her blood pressure medication, she doesn't have her sleep apnea machine on at night anymore. Wow. She said after the second tumor went, her husband just came in and smiled and just touched her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's got his wife back. Mm. He's not going to lose his wife now. It's five years later now, Elizabeth Cott is giving lectures. (laughs) (laughs) She's giving cooking classes. She looks amazing. She said, I feel better now than I felt in my 40s. Mm. In every case, there can be slight differences. So I'd like to also tell you about Eileen. Eileen came to us with breast cancer. She was late 50s. She chose to do the natural way. Some people say, I chose to, to do the natural way and it didn't work. I say, which way did you choose? Because there are many healing arts. With breast cancer, it was absolutely essential that she balance the hormones. You cannot get cancer in the ovaries, the uterus, the breasts, if the the hormones are balanced. So with all cases of uh, reproductive cancer, must balance the hormones. So she went on the Annas Wild Yam cream to balance that. She implemented all of this. She's the wife of an Adventist pastor in Australia. She would ring me every few weeks, Barbara. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? She also began to put castor oil compresses on the breast. Castor oil penetrates deeper than any other oil, and wherever it penetrates, it can break up lumps, bumps, adhesions. It'll even break up a bone spur, but it'll never break up your bone. (laughs) How does it do that? Well, that's one question we'll ask God in those heavenly courts, is that right? (laughs) All I can tell you is that Psalm 104 verse 14 states that God gave herbs for the service of man. So when the herbs come in, they work with you. They know that that's an unnatural formation and they'll break it down. So little by little by little, the castor oil will break it down. This is not overnight. This is not after a week. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And also with breast cancer, it's important to make sure what's touching the breast is natural fibre. I challenge you ladies, try and find a bra made out of natural (laughs) fibre. And the underwire bras are dangerous because breast tissue is lymphatic tissue. And it cleans into the nodes under the arm and there's a very effective gate there that stops that cleaning process can you see how there can be many factors coming in that's why every case is different every case the detective hat has to be put on look at the history look at the emotions look at the house they lived in one lady only 35 she came to us very advanced cancer she only lived another three months she was living in a moldy house She had no idea that the mouldy house could be contributing to her cancer. Mm. It's very sad. When someone comes to with cancer, I say to them, we've seen three outcomes. Number one, we've seen people turn around. Number two, we've seen three months go to six years. Number three, we've seen the last days made more comfortable. Some people come with very advanced. And whenever they do pass a few weeks later or a few months later their wife or husband rings us and says, thank you so much. Thank you so much that they died with dignity mm. because of the natural things that we did. So at every stage there's always a plus. So let me go back to Eileen with the breast cancer. A year later, she said, Barbara, I've just had a test, but I can't understand the medical terminology. So she read it to me. I said, Eileen, you're (laughs) cancer-free. No. She said, really? I said, yeah, that's what the report (laughs) says. (laughs) It's gone. Does that mean that she can go straight back to the sugars and the... No. No, No. Not quite. And we've seen that happen twice in the years we've been helping people. Two people conquered their cancer, tumours totally gone in both cases. And the little filopainer lady, she went back to her, her white rice and her fried foods and her, her fish. And within a year, the tumours had returned. Mm. And unfortunately, she didn't recover that second time. One man, he totally conquered it. He had tumours on his liver. Mm. And the scan showed, all gone. Wow. And then he was asked to renovate a little old church and the lacquer that he used was highly toxic. Oh, wow. Mm, That was enough to take him down. Mm. So you can see that in every case there are slightly different factors that come together. For some people the emotional factor is a large part. For some people the emotional factor is only a small part. With Elizabeth Cott, she loved God very much. She didn't have anger in her heart at all. It was her big meringue desserts. <laughs> so now when they asked her to make a dessert, she says, I love you too much to make that dessert. I'll make you an apple strudel with spelt flour, sweetened with maple syrup. <laughs> Isn't God good? Food should be good. Mm. No wonder Hippocrates said, let food be your medicine, and medicine be your food. So when Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies, living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And If someone says, look at me, I'm just breaking down, how can I present this to God? I said, you know, God knows. He knows the way that you have taken. He loves you and he will accept you as you are. Isn't that beautiful? He will accept you as you are because he, he is the one that is able to transform you.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: He is the one that is able. In fact, you know what Jude 24 says, I I can hardly get my mind around this verse jude 24 it says now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless Mm. before his father's glory with exceeding joy that's incredible he's able he's able to do what we cannot do so i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies living sacrifices no matter what state it's in, which is a reasonable service, be not, be not conformed to this world. No, sorry, no more big meringue desserts. <laughs> be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, allowing those glymphatic cells to detox your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God
1: amen very good uh the gong uh, it in studio uh, we have uh, uh been with you know fingers it's about time to end I guess on her uh particular <laughs> uh, uh, talks they have a gong uh, oh, apparently at least at this location they did a church, a church bell church bell gong yeah. it would, it, well it wasn't a gong no, yeah. but it was <laughs> the you know, the traditional church bell but what a wonderful uh, presentation, yes, that was, and uh, lots of information to gather and whatnot. I can appreciate the fact of her just being real with us, and and you know, divided that you know the fact that they've seen people completely healed, some extended outlooks, you know, uh, six years she mentioned and. Others that come, you know, with such an advanced case, then maybe, you know, not so far, but they were made more comfortable than chemo or radiation would have been, just right. a, an awful yeah. mess before uh, apparent death. So it's I, I like that because she is not painting a picture of, hey, come to my retreats or come and allow us to show you an alternative for your disease or cancer and we'll we will and i i know that it has to cost money i mean it but i can assure you it costs it's only a drop in the bucket of what the other treatments will cause so right but she is offering a real honest straightway treatment and with a tremendous track record and there's one thing that this particular treatment has that you're not going to find anywhere else, and it's got a faith in God. And I think that should spark the mind. If you, you know, if you're anti God, well, just listen to the facts. You right. know, because you can set aside God if you don't have a belief in that, but you can't deny the facts that based on what they're doing. And after you leave, you can do what you you will. But right. if you know, I like the fact that she said, that, you know, this this uh, uh, green drink. Uh-huh. Uh, she says might put might put a little uh, uh, mint or something right. in it, or, or lemon, lemon. Grass yeah, or, something or like that, so it doesn't just taste like grass. Yeah. But you know, my question would be <laughs> hey, uh, we could heal you completely, uh, but you're going to have to drink something that tastes like grass. grass. Right. You yeah. know, we could take your cancer away. Who would go, no, nah, I can't stand grass. You know, I, I okay. just, I just soon die. So you
0: chemo, know, I, chemotherapy for you. Yeah. I, yeah. okay.
1: I, I, that's the one first thing I thought about, kind of a crazy thing to think about, but, uh, Anyway, uh, I don't know, lots of things. I did write this uh, down this book, and I can't remember the doctor's name, but I think mm. if you Googled and looked for this book uh, called uh, While We Sleep, this right. guy wrote this book yeah. um, about what takes place with the cells in, I, I guess it was the glymphatic uh, part of the system while we sleep. I thought right. that would be an interesting read, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because sleep is important. I mean, all the way from you know a good sound sleep, preparing to to go to sleep with uh, the proper light, the proper ventilation, uh,
3: yeah.
1: and also you know what you do prior to you know somebody somebody had mentioned one time uh, said. You know, what you don't want to do is watch a horror movie and then try to go to sleep. You know, (laughs) so, uh, okay, got you. So so you prepare yourself to. There 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 is some truth to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or you don't want to watch a political debate and then, okay, time to bed down. Right. Uh, Something that's going to get you all worked up. You You probably aren't going to sleep well. Right, so yeah. I would be interested to know what uh, what this book uh, has to say about uh, what goes on while you sleep. The time, you know, of evening you should go to sleep. Uh, I know that she has mentioned before. I thought this was interesting that the body knows when it's daylight and knows when it's dark, and right. it, as it gets dark, it wants to kind of shut down. And when the sun comes up, if you're in a normal uh, i say normal when you're in a normal spot on the globe to where that happens you know at what i would consider a normal time now uh-huh. if you're in alaska right. uh yeah when it's light yeah. for yeah. all those you know days and dark you're going to have to sort of manipulate that with your you know your room and that sort of thing so exactly um yeah. but i think the important thing really isn't the waking up it's the getting to sleep because <laughs> you can set an alarm to wake up you don't need the sun to wake up but you definitely need to make it dark, is what I have heard. So anyway, okay. uh, oh. While We Sleep, uh, the name of that book there, and then the other uh, notes that we have from the episode and in, in this particular um, uh, 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 talk, if you will, with uh, Barbara O'Neill, uh, the Eden Valley um uh, retreat in Colorado, they were doing some, some neat things. And, uh, also the real causes of all diseases video. So just some notes from this particular segment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. And you can, you can listen to all of them again and you can gather those notes yourself. So, uh, feel free. You can pick us up on, well, my goodness, uh, you could pick us on, up on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Heart iHeartRadio, Radio, Google Podcast, Podbean, Audible, Podbean, Red Circle, and more.
3: Yes, uh, yes, yes, and more. So.
1: <laughs> all right, Ben, uh, that wraps uh, this one up. Uh, excellent. I, I really enjoyed this one. So let's uh, close up with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, once again, uh, we thank you for this information. We ask for blessings upon uh, Miss Barbara O'Neill and all of the work that she's doing. All of our listeners out there that are maybe hearing some things for the first time, maybe it's just abrasive to their mind or hearts, but may you give them the gift of wisdom and understanding and discernment of the things that they have heard. May they hunger and thirst for truth. And that's what we are trying to do here is to provide a truth, to those that are listening so that they can better enjoy and experience their life and draw closer to you and maybe not experience so much stress, so much stress in their life. So Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for each and every one listening and all of those that are responsible for getting messages out like Miss Barbara. And all around the world, people are standing up delivering a message of truth in spite of what the consequences may be. So bless them tremendously. Guide and direct your words to reach the world uh, in full and all around us. And we look forward to your soon coming. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. You for tuning in.
1: Remember to join us again on the Undiluted Truth. And remember, Rock Tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.